Welcome to the St. Michael Fall podcast series. My name is Christian Basil, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is building our future. This is a unique time in the history of St. Michael Church. God is calling us to take courageous steps forward. Together we will build a future where the kingdom of God can be seen and known in new ways. As the psalmist says, send out your light and your truth, that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. A reading from the Revelation to John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 11. And I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face was like the sun, and his legs like pillars of fire. He held a little scroll open in his hand. Setting his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land, he gave a great shout like a roaring lion. And when he shouted, the seven thunders sounded. And when the seven thunders had sounded, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up what the seven thunders have said, and do not write it down. Then the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven, and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it, the earth and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it. There will be no more delay, but in the days when the seventh angel is to blow his trumpet, the mystery of God will be fulfilled, as he announced to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice that I had heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, Go take the scroll that is opened in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll. And he said to me, Take it and eat. It will be bitter to your stomach, but sweet as honey in your mouth. So I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach was made better. And they said to me, You must prophesy again about many peoples and nations, and languages, and kings. Here ends the reading. Whenever I read from Revelation, I can't help but imagine what everything looks like. I am a highly visual person, and if you are too, then maybe you can relate. But I often think of the Revelation to John as kind of a prototype or literary version of a comic book. Its pages are filled with outlandish beasts, cosmic events, and surreal imagery. And I half expect to see in giant bubble letters a big kapow as St. Michael punches Satan in the face. While it's easy to get lost in all of these metaphors and intricate details, or when it's difficult to keep track of all the characters and churches and angels and trumpets, there is amid this whirlwind of visions a profound message about God's control and vision of building the future. In this fantastic and apocalyptic vision that we read today, we encounter a messenger of God. This angel serves as a reminder that even when everything seems to be in tumult and disarray, when we are disoriented and displaced, that God is still in control. God has a vision, and everything is working toward that purpose. And that may be difficult to swallow, literally, as John suggests in this passage. 
the displacement and the vision may be both sweet and bitter. In the text, John ingests this divine message. It tastes sweet, but it feels bitter. And I think this is intriguing because it mirrors the process of transformation. Whether it is a transformation of our individual selves, a transformation of our community, or a transformation of our physical space, we hold together what is sweet and bitter about the process. I'm sure that many of us can relate to the experience of displacement in our lives at some point. A period of transition where we either leave something or some place and reorganize it into something new. It's an odd and uncomfortable feeling because we are vulnerable when we do it and we don't want to be. We face unknowns. We want things to be finished and done and not a mess. About a decade or so ago when I lived in Charleston, we experienced a small earthquake. And if you know anything about South Carolina, you might know that much of the coastline is swamp or marshland. So the city of Charleston has a unique geography, as it's built on land that's been filled in, mostly old landfill along the marsh, meaning that even a slight tremor can send shockwaves through the ground and the buildings. This was the case for the church I was a member of at the time. You can imagine how a building dating from 1846 on soft and sometimes sinking ground would be affected by an earthquake. Even though the building looked fine, there appeared small cracks in the clear story walls, the walls that were high above the nave with large stained glass windows. This event affected the integrity of the building and threatened collapse. We became a displaced congregation, and the question arose, where do you worship when you're forced out of your beloved building? Fortunately, a few nearby local churches opened their doors to us on Sunday mornings so that we could hold the larger 11 a.m. service in a church setting. It was quite a sight to see clergy and acolytes and choir members all investments and carrying crosses and various liturgical objects down the block to the neighboring Catholic church. But as time passed, we were still displaced from our building and other challenges reared their head like where to hold Christmas services as other churches were holding their own services at the same time. But God has a vision and God has control in the displacement. One of the oldest synagogues in the city generously offered their space for Christmas services. It was a unique setting to celebrate the incarnation and it was one where a displacement gave us the opportunity to forge new relationships to reflect and give thanks for the welcome of others, and to remember that the centuries of love and prayer that went into our church building also went into the people of the congregation, reminding us that we were much more than just a building. Where do you see God's unwavering control and help and vision in a time of displacement? I believe that through the process of building and rebuilding, the people who make up the church grow stronger. This process reminds us that in constructing new buildings and creating something new, we also go through the process of reevaluating and strengthening who we are as a people. The process of transformation may be both sweet and bitter. We might encounter challenges and have to let go of familiar comforts for a time, but we do so to build up what we have already started as a community. We look for the vision that shapes our place of worship and fellowship 
and our community for the better as a guide. My hope is that we can embrace the sweet and the bitter, the old and the new, as we journey together to build our future. And remember that God is with us in the process of displacement and rebuilding. I promise that this is a process that God can use to fill us with awe and wonder, with thankfulness and joy in looking towards the future. And maybe when you look at the renderings of the new buildings, you'll imagine the word wow in giant comic book letters next to it. Just as in Revelation, where John takes in the message of what is to come, we are part of the vision and commitment to the future. So these images in Revelation may be fantastical, but they remind us of an eternal truth. God's plan is unfolding, and we are part of it. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your gift that your faithful people offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.